Coxie's having a yarn Cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn And one day he might have one with you Okay, here we go. <laughs> Are we Got on? A few tech issues. Um, welcome to another episode. What is this? I think it's episode eight of Have a Yarn with Me. Um, please welcome special guest Rodney Todd. Thanks for coming on, Rodney. Good day. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, I'll set the scene here. I've, I've uh, just spent the night in my car driving down from Brisbane and arrived in Sydney. Went through all the traffic and. We're recording uh, in Rodney's house, so thanks for having me here. Um, no I'm taking over, making it my studio here. But um, but yeah, um, so we know each other from from comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you actually remember, but I had like a first stint in in Sydney in '08. I don't know if you remember, because like I could remember you from then, but I was just starting out. Yeah. And then. Because a lot of people only associate me from sort of, because I was doing like little bits and pieces back then, yeah, like yeah. Only little little amounts of gigs, yeah. So I don't know if you remember yeah. me from. We had back a beer at the townie, remember? <laughs> that was yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, there was a few of us back then. I remember like that yeah. are, that are held out. <laughs> yeah. I remember Crookshank from back then too. That's right. Yeah, I started off about the same time as Crookshank. Well, you know, I haven't done stand up for a while. But yeah. I won't get back into it. But yeah, and um, we're big. Uh, and you're you're a musician as well. So um, you've been you've been in a lot of different bands. So you're the singer for the Crankies now. Yeah, cra- yeah, singer for Crankies. We got a gig next week with the Hard Ons. That's I'm awesome. Looking, I'm looking forward to Punk Legends. Fun. Yeah, just heard the new album Ripper Twenty Three. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was giving that a bit of a play. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's going to be fun. Hopefully people come early because we're on first and you know what it's like when there's four bi- bands on the bill. And it's, a little, it's a little bit funny like talking about punk legends because the whole punk thing is you're not supposed to have like heroes and royalty and stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I'm around like, you know, like Friends or Rom and some of these bands have been around a long time and it's like, am I meant to worship them? Or yeah. Will they think I'm a loser for like thinking like <laughs> It's funny that, yeah. But if I, my 15-year-old self will be very excited yeah, that's awesome. Playing at, which is pretty cool. But I was at my high school. Um, we had a like a section for wheelchair accessibility, and uh, well, people in the wheelchair they called them the wheelies, which is probably a wrong thing to do <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, they'll call the wheelies. I mean, that's pe- all right. That's not too bad. That's, yeah, the wheelies. Yeah, there's, the wheelies. <laughs> there's a lot worse words going. Yeah, on yeah, there. true. <laughs> and uh, we one time there was like a bunch of wheelies that had, were wearing hard ons t shirts. You see like, a bunch of wheelies, and we mean that my metal and punk crew that I was hanging out with and what and then we found out that Peter Black's mum works uh in disability support that's awesome and then we ran up to her so we're fans we're actually real fans (laughs) we get a t-shirt and she gave us t-shirts and it's all signed by the whole band so we're pretty excited yeah that's awesome Peter Black's mum works here man (laughs) and then like I remember there was one time when I'm so glad this didn't happen but uh because I was 15 years old and uh Mrs. Black, because I wanted to meet Peter Black as a legend, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to meet Blackie. And um, she arranged a day, you know, where I could meet him. She's going to pick me up in front of the school. It was during school holidays. And then I told my friend, and it was this guy supposed to be me? I didn't know. And then I told some other friends. And there was another friend, Mitchell, who was with me. And then she got upset because Mrs. Black said, no, it was supposed to be only you. I don't want a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and then I didn't end up meeting Peter Black and I got really upset. Oh. But I'm really 
because I've you know met him now. We're sort of mates now. We see each other yeah. frequently at gigs and stuff. And him doing his um, training and stuff. I see him around. And yeah. I'm so glad he didn't meet me when I was 15 because I would have been really embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassing to. Oh man, I used to do the like bands on tour go up to them and like oh it's probably squeaky voice yeah your album means a lot to me like yeah. it got me oh, through tough album. times yeah <laughs> yeah i would have said some embarrassing shit so yeah. i'm glad that, that didn't it, it was so, good that it worked out that way um the one thing i could say my i wouldn't call it a connection similarity to blackie is uh he was a taxi driver and i was as well oh there you go <laughs> where'd you where were you taxi driving uh brisbane yeah, yeah. and um I remember I moved down to Melbourne. This is funny. I wanted to like, so I was a taxi driver in Brisbane and I moved to Melbourne. I wanted to continue on. Yeah. But I actually failed the test. All right. What, a driving test? It was was like when they were really cracking down on like, because there's a lot of complaints about um, drivers going a long way to get more money and stuff. So they're like, went too far the other way where it was like, yeah. (laughs) Don't you have to pay like 50 grand for a license or something? Um... That's one type. That's if you want to operate your own. I was doing like where I just work for someone, but they take heaps. So that's all right. Like by the end of the night, I did night shift. It was no good, but I did night shift. By the end of the night, I was left with less than half because by the you know there's all these um, fees that yeah, all right because you're using their car and. You got to put the petrol in, but anyway, you're, you're doing the work. There's a, there's a, yeah. You know, you can look back on things. Yeah, that was a, that was a chapter in my life. You know, was that before Uber? <laughs> it was, it was just as it was coming it was actually. Coming so yeah, it took a bit of a hit as well. Yeah. It was everything lined up was not ideal. It was like night shift in Brisbane where there's not much happening. <laughs> Plus Uber had just come. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I used to like try and sort of like think a bit about it like like think of what events are on yeah whereas yeah. a lot of them are just like very one simple minded like just go to the airport or just go to the city or so you look for like yeah. events like gigs and concerts that yeah are on yeah and then like go wait little wait knowing about things that are on yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, cool yeah um yeah so on um actually you're one of the great things about having you on is you're a listener so i think uh yeah enjoy i think it. you're the first guest uh who's a listener as go. well so you Long you probably listener. know a bit of the i use the word structure very loosely but um you would have heard i like to get to know the guest background so um yeah t- tell us a bit about the the rodney todd um where it all began <laughs> uh work comedy or, or just, just in life in general or yeah uh, yeah um what do I do? Life in general. Yes, <laughs> yes. Born in Sydney. Or yeah, yeah, born in Sydney. Yeah, uh, in a Bankstown hospital, probably, which is not un, unusual did, for someone. Did that, um, Lebanese did that background. Your, your ca- do you mind if we talk about your character? Or um, is that yeah, no, we can talk about Armand, but I don't mind. <laughs> we can talk about that later, but um, yeah, ro- if that's all right, Rodney. Yeah, has, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's meant to be um, <laughs> like uh, mysterious, but uh, Rodney has a great um, character. Very like fat pizza inspired. Is it fair to say that? Yeah, um, kind of like that. Ahmed but, Zub, but um, so it was like growing up there. Oh, sorry, did you grow up? Oh, uh, not only for a very short period. Uh, I went to like, I lived, living in Lakemba when I was like I think till four, five years old or something. I was or maybe six. Well, and that's um, yeah, that's hard on's country, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's for my my uncle. Uh, my uncles went to the same uh, high school as the hard ons went to. Awesome, and I remember yeah. when I first got into it as well, I went to my uncle. <laughs> it was in the same year. So, oh, 
do you know uh, Peter Black, Rayan, and Kesha Silva? Is what? Oh, I can't remember that. And then we looked at old photos. Yeah. And I saw them. Oh, look at those. But most of their stuff they released, you saw their school photos when they were young anyway. So it wasn't a huge excitement. But seeing them in the whole school, you know, school photos of the classroom or the year yeah. or whatever, I was like, oh, my God, look at them. And then yeah, I was, like, so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I was very, like, talking before about being a punisher to bands and stuff. And I was very much about, like, even geographical things. Like, if I was in a, a town or a city, like, that I knew a band was from and, like, being like, whoa, you know. <laughs> I remember going to um, Spiderbait's hometown, the country town. Where's that? Finley in the um, oh, right. it was a tiny country town. But just being, like, you know, because they had a lot of references on their albums and that. Yeah, okay. So right. just being that kind of um, amazed and... Like, like, yeah. Um, yeah, being in the place, and the same thing for like, yeah, I remember going to Punch Bowl and knowing about the hard ons and that, yeah, know? yeah, that was there. They did a few songs, yeah, a lot of references to Punch Bowl as well. So, did you get in, um, get into the music at quite a young age, or oh, I think I was around, I was in high school, I think it was probably around maybe 14, yeah, yeah. I think I got into like metal and punk and indie. I was, I was similar, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was with this my old friend in high school called Mitchell, and we was in geography class. We always sat next to each other, you know, mucked around and played up, whatever, put mm. shit on the teacher. And I always like ask him, "Oh, do you like whatever metal band?" He goes, "Nah, I don't like them. They're they're too big, or whatever." Like, I'm like, "Do you like Warrant?" Yeah. He goes, "Nah, I'm a Warrant suck." <laughs> and I say another band. He goes, "Nah, they suck." So, what do you like, man? I don't even <laughs> know what you like. And then he gave me a tape. He made a tape for me. It had like hard ons, meanies, mud honey. Yeah, sick. Suicidal tendencies, a bunch of the, you know, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just played it. it was, I've never heard this in my life, man. <laughs> this is this is unreal. Yeah. I want more. And he made me another tape, and that was it. That was when I just changed into. Like, I found some new music that I was. Because I was, a, I was more, um, you know, like your your pop punk, no effects. That's yeah, like, yeah. That's later. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and I was, um, I became very lazy because of those. Um, you might recall, like, CD compilations were big back then. Yeah, Punkorama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what I mean by lazy is, like, you wouldn't have to exp- explore because those labels would have 20, 30 songs on them and bands. And so I didn't really um, explore too much out of... Although Scar, I got into Scar as well. Oh, you yeah. did Scar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, big, right. big skanker. <laughs> oh, you did the skanking? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, I got right into it. I, I didn't do the whole... Um, Dress up like checkers and all that. I was I did the skanking and <laughs> did you wear a, a fedora? Was it the <laughs> no, to wear? There's always time to catch up though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I feel like we're the uh, kind of interstate brothers in that regard of getting into the music young. And, yeah. Um, well, how did you get into it? What you just found a? Um, I guess, um, you know, it was like it was being played on on telly and radio and that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't have any cool sort of. Some people have like, oh, my big brother passed on, or, but um, also like, yeah, shirts and stuff. You're seeing a lot of like NoFX shirts around, like that made. Me- and then wondering, yeah, what is it? And yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. That was um, because it isn't um, did your um music fandom pre predate like internet and stuff? Because that was yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was late nineties for me. So predate, and then internet just i remember it just coming in and the the pictures loading really slowly <laughs> yeah well the old the napster and stuff i was, yeah, I was yeah. on there a lot i got a lot of <laughs> but then also because I, I like you know I like buying vinyl yeah you can see here you've got some collection um, and, um so where did you start um like 
were you a fan for a while and moved into like performing pretty quick or? Um, I always wanted to play in a band and I did some stuff, you know, just garagey stuff for a while. Yeah. And then when I moved out of home, I played in a band called Planet of the Apes where we all wore ape masks and stuff and played around. Yeah. And with another guy who was in that band. And I guess, um, leading into you becoming a comedian, so that humour was there with the music. Yeah, I guess so. I was always a bit of a clown in, in you know, I don't want to say the class clown yeah. comedian thing, but I was a bit of a... But I've always been attracted to musos who, um, not, when I say attracted, I mean interested in, and, um, have a bit of, like a bit of humour in the, in the performance and lyrics and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I, I like think punk, that. it goes hand in hand with punk as well. Like, I think most things, like, you know, Ramones sort of songs have are kind of... You can't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, no effects. They had sort of humorous songs. Yeah, yeah. A lot of puns and... Yeah, puns and sarcasm. Punk and drublic. I think that's called spoonerism when the letters are... Oh, right. Punk and drublic, yeah. Yeah, and lots of sarcasm. I think punk is really, really sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think we skipped a bit there, but um, just anything you want to say about the... Like, growing up... um, Pretty um, normal sort of childhood? Or? Yeah, normal childhood. When I was, I used to go to Cub Scouts and when I went on a nine-day camp, a lot of the boys were freaking out a bit, I think, because we were about 12. And then uh, one kid chased his best mate with an axe. Fuck. And they held him down. And then I, had to take the, I took the axe back to camp. I was wondering, can you take this? <laughs> and as I was walking back to camp, a flagpole fell on my head. And it would have been about, I don't know, like fucking... I'm pretty thick. I'm trying to explain. That thick. <laughs> yeah. The listeners, I don't know. What's that? That's huge, yeah, yeah. yeah like, all right, that's, the description is huge. I don't know. <laughs> a girth of eight inches. Um, and then it's it just fell smack on my head. It was a wooden pole. Shit. And knock you out? Yeah. And so maybe that's that's. I could have been more successful if that didn't happen, maybe. <laughs> Sliding doors moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you say that was um, Scouts, did you? Yeah, Cubs, yeah. Scouts. Because yeah. I remember being in that very briefly, but I don't have any survival skills or anything. I no, I've got none. I mean, that was a nine-day camp. I think the flagpole <laughs> knocked it out of me if I, if, I, if, I ever, if I was ever taught anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just so fun childhood, getting a bit of mischief or anything. Or, yeah. Yeah. Thing, and then, yeah. Nothing uh, out of the move, move around much or just... A couple of times. When my parents divorced when I was about, when I was about 12, not long after the flagpole hit me on the head. And, um, yeah, that's just when I changed... I was going to change schools anyway because I was going primary school to high school. And that's when I went to Bosley Park High School, which was a new school at the time. Oh, okay. Which is weird because it, it was only year seven, eight, and nine because it was only three years old. And yeah. I just didn't realise that when a new high school starts, it's not going to start with seven to 12. Yeah, yeah. Because there'll be hardly anyone in there. So it starts <laughs> b- by year, you know. Yeah. First I was only year seven and then, you know. But those kids that were in there since day one, they were the sportest yeah. fucking little kids because they <laughs> thought it was their school. Yeah, because I had um, just the one primary school. Even though I was a bit of a naughty boy, but, like, not too bad. Yeah. But then I think high school is when the, the bad mischief started. Like Because my parents put me in a private school first. I didn't oh, last right. long there. Did you get, you get expelled? Got, got expelled, yeah. What did you do to get expelled? Um, nothing, nothing major. There wasn't any big incident. It was, it was just being, um, cheeky to teachers and. Get expelled around. for that? Yeah, but it was like a build-up where they just said we can't handle this guy. <laughs> anyway. yeah. yeah, right. I think because um, private schools they're like, because the parents are paying so much, they're like, 
Like, they don't want any kids, like, stuffing up their kids, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, you know, you're paying, the parents are paying, so let him, let him play up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> but then I went to um, a, a public school and then, yeah, stayed there for quite a while. In Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, awesome, yeah. So, pretty, pretty fun growing up. Just normal sort of um, hanging out in the burbs of Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then what, what sort of came next then when you left school, what, was there any like, um, just, just started working or? Well, I left school early cause I just, I don't know, I wanted to, I wasn't really getting into school. So I left at beginning of year 11. My, my uncle owned a shirt factory in Marrickville and said, do you want to work with me and learn the trade? So yeah, right. And then uh, he said, "Was that know, like like printing sort of?" Yeah, like sh- he had like collared shirts, and I was oh, going to yeah. be like a garment. Because I thought if if you got the taste of that, like making merch and stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was collared shirts. So they're <laughs> like business stuff, like Gloucester. You know Gloucester? <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> Gloucester shirts for men. Um, sounds, yeah, it sounds fancy though. It's got that British sounding name. Yeah. Yeah, I lasted. I think I lasted about. Six months till I started to look for other works. No, I, don't, I didn't want to go back to school. Was it um, just mundane or was it tough work? Yeah, it was or? just mundane. It was, it was a factory, you know, yeah. and, I, and I probably thought, no, oh, my uncle owns it. I'll probably, I can be boss in a year. But, you know, I was like <laughs> 16 years old, you yeah. know. It wasn't going to happen, but, you know, it, it's, but I thought if I stuck at it, who knows what. Yeah. But, and when you're that age, you make some strange, like, I, I left school and started working at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> which yeah. I regret, but, you know, it's part of growing up. You think yeah. you know it all, you know. I don't yeah. need school, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you're just a baby, though. You don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, no, it takes time to understand why they're, like, this age for driving, voting, etc., drinking, because it's like, yeah, you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I reckon 16-year-olds should vote, though. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's more their future. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, when you think of the stupid stuff you did at that age, <laughs> well, there'll be there'll be more if they've changed it to sixteen. There's going to be more cock and balls on the ballot sheets. <laughs> Tags. Yeah, it'll be up by twenty percent, I reckon. Yeah, the yes, it'll be up by twenty percent. What's it called donkey votes? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. up by twenty percent, I reckon. Is it? Is it funny? You, do you remember that whole era, like doing comedy? We we did comedy at a similar time. So there was that whole era. It, it sort of passed by, like the like everyone trying to be kind of Bill Hicks sort of thing. Oh know? yeah, that was. I remember the funny whole, stage like, when it? everyone's like, "Don't you don't." And like South Park did it with the like douche versus turd sandwich. Yeah, and, and now everyone's a bit more like, "No, nah, like it's worth looking at." You know, like there was that edgy take of like, "Oh, you know, every vote's wasted. They're all losers," sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, but now it's more like it does count counts more. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, and and also like this guy might not be perfect, but yeah, it was it was quite less, interesting less to see that able. swing. Yeah, like, yeah, and um, I know like Australia is a bit different, but like in America, talking about like no effects, they had the punk voter thing where they're like, let's kick out George Bush, and <laughs> yeah, they were big on it, weren't they? No effects doing that. Yeah, they hadn't even had had him on it. But album it was, cover. a lot of people were like mock them because they're like oh you're going from singing about like stupid stuff now you want us to take you seriously and stuff yeah that's right what was that song the idiot, idiot son of an arsehole wasn't yeah it? idiots yeah. are taking over yeah oh yeah there was a few yeah <laughs> um 
Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, came, left school early, started working. Um, and then when... So, what what came first, like um, playing music or the comedy? No, music came first. Yeah. And then I think when I was about, I don't know, mid-twenties, I started getting... Feel like doing uh, doing comedy. And one thing I often talk to, one theme that comes up with comedians is um, a lot of people like don't realize there's like local scenes and stuff. Yeah, and you, and you find out about it and you start working your way. And I was like that, especially in Brisbane. It was tiny back then. I started around like oh eight. Okay. 07, yeah, yeah. 08, yeah. Oh no, it would have been oh seven. Yeah, because then I moved down here. That's when I remember doing it when um, you and a few others were doing yeah. it. Yeah. That's um, right, yeah. But for me, like, the more you get into it, you start doing a lot more. But back then it was, like, a gig here and there, like, maybe two or three a month or something, you know? Not many. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you don't really realise there's a scene until you find out about it. And then um, start working your way in and... Um, Another thing I've talked about with some other um, comedians and performers is is early on, like, your your influences are very obvious. And yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I remember I was, like, pretty much like a rip-off of, like, Mitch Hedberg. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you find that with... Um, it's less of a thing, less of a big deal with music. Like, that's all right. If you've, like, like, punk fans are going to want to see you guys playing sort of... Of course you want to have your own... Like yeah, style a bit, but then there's this bands that sound exactly like other bands. Like you get it with people, you can tell when a band is a, a very big fan of the Screeching Weasel or the Queers. Yeah, yeah, they sound exactly like Screeching they, they Weasel on the Queers. It's like, oh man, yeah, you sound exactly well. They, they, like that sort of subgenre is like, yeah, it's based around basically like two chords, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and there's certain kind of vocals and certain kind of lead that they have. And even like yeah, songs between two and two minutes and two and a half minutes. And yeah, and like <laughs> p- putting the person's name in the in the title, like you know Veronica hates Vegemite <laughs> or whatever, you know, some line like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that's like talking about me being in a scar. And one thing like the sort of wore quite thin is is the sameness of, you know, there's like a band like Real Big Fish. We're always singing about like selling out and record labels and yeah you got like sick of it pretty quick you know like that was uh, such a like 90s thing sell out in early 2000s being sellouts yeah and now you could fucking do you could you know yeah write a song for the president well, you, people were like and be, worried fine. about being mocked and then i think now it's like stuff you you know yeah like, i'm gonna do this to live off it <laughs> yeah you could be in an ad at McDonald's or whatever, yeah. and no one's gonna say, "Ah, oh, like, oh, good job." <laughs> How much did you get paid? Yeah, I think I, th- I think the tide is changing on that too. Even with some of the um, management agencies, I know they've got like they always had this. Well, they use the word like prestige, where like, oh, yeah. uh, this act doesn't do ads or whatever. You know, <laughs> I guess maybe because people just. <laughs> I know. I know. I've, tougher I've, times. Yeah. You just take any job you can get now. I know I've had some passed on to me that were, like, knocked back by other people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, other people didn't want to do it? Yeah, yeah. Would you do gambling ads? I've done stuff for them. you done Yeah, them? like, I know it's, like, a bit of a moral issue, but, um, because I gamble myself, so I yeah. might as well get some of the Oh, hang back. on. Did you hear, did you win Powerball last night? 
the hundred million? No, could I have sent us someone from Queensland <laughs> that's in New South Wales. Is that you? <laughs> Maybe you that's win? why the cop pulled me over. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, this guy must be here. I got pulled over by the cops on the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, you do what you do to get by. You know, I know it's like a bit of a moral issue with gambling, but it's like, you know, depends on which. Like, if it's Powerball, I don't think people are smashing. Like, yeah. Like Powerball lotteries buying that many tickets that they can't afford a meal, but if it's pokies, it's probably you know they're doing that kind of damage, doing a lot of damage. Yeah, that can be quite brutal. Yeah, it's more addictive because it's right in front of your face. <laughs> but with Powerball, also if you do win that, I know that it's very rare to win. <laughs> it's very hard. The odds yeah. are against you. But fuck, if you won a hundred million dollars, that one yeah. person did win this. That's <laughs> a lot of money. You can tell a lot of people to get fucked with that amount of money. <laughs> can, can you tell us a bit about, um, I know there's like, there used to be this, you don't hear about it as much, but say like the different cities and the scenes. And they used to joke about like Melbourne's whimsical. I remember they're like, oh, it's gritty in Sydney. But I remember coming down here and um, there was a, a gig called Fuck Club. Oh, Do you yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, I was running it with Ben. Yeah, and... For me, this like boy from little little old Brizzy coming down, wide eyed, like coming down in the big smoke, and it's like really experimental, wasn't it? You know, and it's like yeah, I remember. Um, and there was some like whispers around, like this was a famous night of when, you know, because when outsiders would come in, that was the big like yeah. I think was it um Jordan Paris, remember him? And then oh yeah, that, that was, was a famous one. There was some crazy Might nights. Have been, with um, Lindsay Webb one night. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, I mean, Lindsay Webb walked out because they, I remember it was like he chaos. There's like the Seinfeld thing like going on. Yeah, off. yeah. I'd never seen that before. People um like at the sound desk, like having <coughs> a mic and they can just inter- interject. Yeah, and, it was interruption. The voice of God. Um, yeah, I saw some sound well, effects. I, 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 I didn't even go to that many and I saw a few things yeah which one did you go to the, the Roxbury well I, I went to um, I think I went to one or two there and then the Imperial as well yeah, I they- remember seeing um, Dave Eastgate do a whole thing in Japanese oh that's right <laughs> was that yeah that was at the Roxbury I think yeah but that's funny cause I love that because it shows that it's not mm. just because I think 99% of the crowd could not understand Japanese <laughs> but because of the, the timing and the tone and, of and comedy. also the person he is doesn't yeah. match it's like because the backstory is that he lived there. Yeah. So that's why he knew. Um, but one thing about Sydney, so there was a little period of time and it coincided with me sort of becoming the act that I wanted to be. Because when I started off, I was like like one-liners and wordplay and nothing like I, I think I've become. But there was a few gigs down here that were allowed people to be creative. I, I thought um, Giant Dwarf had a few cool gigs yeah. on and... and um, there was another one. Um, it was like a confessional, confessional booth, or at Giant Dwarf. No, not there. It was another, I think it was at um, Good Good God, is it? Or what's yeah, it I think the confessional one was a few different places. Yeah. I think there was one. I did one there when I was at the museum. But that that really, yeah, like those gigs allowed me to sort of open up and um, start doing a different style that I preferred. Yeah. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. I'll, I'll make it sound like like your your city well yeah took me in and welcomed me. We did me, it. Yeah. Well done, Sydney. But we did it. I, I guess what I'm trying to say, like from my looking in from being from another place, um, 
like you're here and you're a part of it so i just wondered from your perspective it's like did you feel like oh there's anything special or is it just the norm because you because you lived here you know um i think the fuck club nights at the roxbury there was some special nights there there was a lot mm. of fun and i this, think like it had yeah. that um like like size of venue can be important and it was like yeah a, like it was a small tight. and then we had a bit of there's a good community of people that came in and then expecting to see what's happening next I think Ahmed Zib, my character, came from <laughs> was there. That, was Ahmed born there? Marmel was born there. Yeah. yeah. Tell us, Taki. Tell us a bit about Ahmed Zib. I, I um, I'm fascinated by him because I have um, doing a lot of like labouring work and stuff. I've I've worked with a lot of different cultures and um, so I've you know met worked with some Lebanese people and so yeah. I know some of those words as well. Well, I do have a Lebanese background, so yeah. some people think it's racist me doing it, but it's it's my back. It's my you know. <laughs> My grand, yeah, my uh, have a Lebanese background. I was born here, but the background is Lebanese. Yeah. And is that your like sort of? I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's just what, it, and it's like I'm pretty much doing my cousin, who's my first cousin. So yeah. that's pretty much him. And you know, when my parents divorced, if I went with my dad instead of my mum, lived with my dad instead of my mum, yeah. I reckon that's who I would have would been. <laughs> well, so for those who don't know, like I said, it's got a it, Ahmed Zub has a, a very like fat pizza style. Um, like I think it works because it's so over the top, you know, and yeah, everything's kebab, kebab. <laughs> That's what I love to like, um, just driving people mad with like. Yeah, I was just doing the this, this stereotype comedian, you know, ethnic comedian that just picks yeah. on one thing. I was just sort of taking the piss out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because like you know we've seen there's the Greek style with like Wild Boy and yeah, all different ethnicities sort of. Uh, have the ethnic humour, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's mostly getting, they're talking about food as well. I was thinking I could do like a sort of country and western. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen those America got the, um, what's it called? You know, like Larry the Cable Guy and it's like Blue Collar Tour. Yeah, yeah. was the guy who, Proud Redneck Guy, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Is or? that him? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know you're a redneck when. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, well, thanks for um giving giving us your your background. That is any anything else you'd like to add in, or <laughs> any good yarns, or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> tell us about. Can you tell us about the like, you know, performing with bands, and I know it's putting you on the spot a bit. Give us a good yarn. <laughs> good yarn. Oh, just uh, any any crazy gigs or I want a crazy gig, but I did do. I don't know, like brag. Like I was just when I did a gig, I was in a band called Smash Repair Smash, <laughs> which I didn't really like that much. We didn't last that long, and I we went down to Melbourne and I bumped into um oh I can't remember the guy's I think his name was Mark. Uh, I can't remember the band's name. Sorry, but I, bu- I was at the Tote. We had a gig at the Tote, and I bumped into him. And we had a gig with him the night before. Yeah. Um. And then uh, so I saw him at the Tote, and he goes, oh, I found two bags of Coke. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I found two bags of Coke last night at whatever club. I said, oh, fuck. He goes, do you want a line? I said, oh, not now. I'm just having a beer. But uh, before we play, it'll be good. Give me the energy. <laughs> it's all right. And then, all right, let me know. And then, like, I was already on stage, and I forgot to ask him. And I'm on stage. Oh, Mark, is that offer still up for grabs? He goes, yeah. And then, like, he just went to the side of the stage, like, sort of the green room, <laughs> and pulled out a line. I went and just had the line. <laughs> In the middle of the set, 
and then came back on and, didn't play, and played the next song. <laughs> so that's rock and roll, cocaine, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh gosh. But that was I don't know. That's not too overly crazy, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, it's one of those. I thought I was being subtle. And someone just sound that that wasn't subtle, and I was okay. I I think like that's one of those like you might have seen before in like a skit or a movie, and it's like you're living it, you're seeing it in real life, you know. That that is something like. I, I like collaborating with people and we've done some things together, like worked on it on some things, but there is like stand up can be very like sort of lonely and narcissistic. Yeah. So how, do you like that sort of like collaborating with a band and. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But also like getting, you know, you just, you got a stand up gig. You just got to get there. And you also, there's not, yeah. there's less overheads. <laughs> If you're playing in a band, you know you've got an instrument, you've got guitar or drums or bass, or whatever. You got to bring yeah. that to gig. But it's like also it's like you know you nail your set or you nail the song. It's like we did it, to, you know. It's yeah, like, together. Yeah. It's the thing. Yeah, and, and vice versa. If it didn't go well, blame the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. Don't they reckon? Uh, suppose I've heard the the drummer is very important for like keeping it all together. Yeah, or keep the keep the time together and everything. It'd be hard to do it without it, but uh. Yeah, hard yeah. to get good ones, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, happy with the crankies. Everyone's everyone's all great with crankies. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all yeah. We just want to have a uh, yeah. This is like so you say you've been um been in quite a few bands um definitely like watching for me watching you over the years but um cranky seems like um one you committed to yeah I guess because I guess we're all pretty I don't know we're just molded together would have just worked worked well together i think i could feel it when we've, we've had our first rehearsal because when i was working with uh luke buckler he's a bass player and i met him when i was working on tonightly yeah and i didn't meet him before which is weird i thought i would have you know seen a few punk gigs yeah. probably at the punk gigs but we didn't say good day but he was sitting behind me at my desk and i was really nervous on the first day you know when you start a new job and yeah yeah so, and then i saw he had a poster like a eddie current suppression ring poster he had a ramones like frame yeah. picture and he had a Gigi Allen bobblehead doll. So, oh, I'm going to get along with this guy, man. There's this something great about that, eh? Yeah. Like finding like-minded people. Yeah. Like, like and the then same he said, um, and, and then we so said, oh, we should start a band. We said that while we're working on Snightly, but we wouldn't have had time while we're working on the show. And then we finally did it. And um, just just talking about Snightly, because I, I do remember um, you got some like pretty pretty good spots on that, hey? Like, yeah. what was that experience like? You yeah. well, it's good, but I was working like there full time as the media manager, and then uh, every now and then, I got the chance to be in front of the uh, in front of the camera. Yeah, because it was, it was um, you know, like um, good to see some some friends in the industry, yeah. like getting getting you some. Got it. Did you you came on? No, I never did. Um, I think I was just about to when it ended. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's a shame it ended. But I think I don't know TV like that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, live TV. But you know, it's like a few like like some of you guys was able to get some skits out of it. Yeah, but it was also doing his Mister Oily and yeah, that was. I can't believe you got that on telly. (laughs) That was great because that was when we said, "Why the fuck not?" Yeah, when when they asked us and gave us, I think we got what was it three weeks? I think something when they said, "Okay, we're not renewing you," and you got four weeks left, maybe three or four weeks. And you start doing. And that's when trying to put on as just, much as you could, like crazy nuts. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So did you get some, 
put on some characters you've been working on and <laughs> well i got, got armored on there which was <laughs> that's pretty cool. crazy yeah but it was only it was only because i think i tried to pitch it and then greg tried to you know promote push it as well but it wasn't until i think tom ballard had a benefit night so all the crew from tonightly at the giant dwarf and i said then i asked if um armored zip can do it and they gave me a spot and then <laughs> Daniel, like the showrunner, said, all right, he, he can let Armour go on because I think he wanted to see it first. <laughs> so he had to test it. So then I, like, I do remember that sort of it was towards the end became a bit like Anarchy where just sort of um, and even a lot of referencing that it was getting canned. And <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I think that the day, I think the ABC, ABC spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. And then we, and then we crossed paths again um, the Channel Seven show, we interrupted oh, this recently. broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we interrupt this broadcast. I, I only had one skit, and and um, I, I remember like getting my parents to to watch it. I was excited because you know with um with boomers and that it's mm. like the the traditional media they don't really understand yeah the newer stuff you know. What did your parents say? Yeah, like they were excited because like if I'm on TV, that's like legitimizes what I do. Yeah. Know? Even though I'm like what the, yeah. doing stuff online that like a lot of people are seeing. <laughs> and you probably get more views. But it doesn't more, mean more, anything more, to more, them. More yeah. views online than yeah, you exactly. on, on broadcast TV. Well, a lot of that stuff hasn't caught up to modern, Yeah, you know? like. Well, I think that's what... I think they the still average, got like yeah. telly and radio and stuff. Still have like the higher pay rates and stuff. Even though there's probably more seeing online, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think the, um, the average age of broadcast TV is around... Mid sixties to mid seventies, or yeah. mid mid sixties and up. That's yeah. it's just like because it's, really, it's that. No, it's, it's that. I used to do it as well. That classic thing of just put it on, go through the things. Whereas now it's more streaming for younger people. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Like having not, it when we get older, there's, there's there'll be no broadcast TV. I mean, I, I don't even watch it now. So yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to think it's on. Like it's just running. <laughs> <laughs> but did you did, did your did your parents like the actual show? Did they say it was a good show? Or um, I heard a few laughs. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my my mum and her partner Terry, they just told me, oh, it's not a very good show. Oh, pretty <laughs> brutal. My mum said, "What about your other three comedian friends? They're probably gonna gonna find it hard to find another job after this." Like, oh, brutal, <laughs> brutal. Yeah, Need, you could have put some like nice touch on it. <laughs> Shall oh, we yeah. do this uh, Wikipedia section? Yeah, you want to... So, um, for those who have been following the show, I've, I've got one segment that I try to make regular. It's where I get the guests to choose a Wikipedia subject. So, what have you gone with here, Rodney? I've gone with Squonk. Squonk. It's a cryptid. Um, it's a mythical... So, is this a... Oh, my- mythical. I was going to say, is it real? No, a mythical creature that is reputed to live in the hemlock forests of the northern Pennsylvania in the US. So, um, thing is, is there... Could you... Do you think there's like an Aussie equivalent? Like, would it, would you say the Yowie? Maybe, like but the, the amazing thing about this is that it's uh, it's very sad and it cries. Oh, no. That's what it does. Like, if you find the creature, it's just, you'll probably find it weeping. <laughs> Can I just see the pic? So, that pic's not that good. This pic is better. I found this pic. Look at this picture. I, I love the word of that. <laughs> it's a very it's a, sad You know what that reminds me of those... um. The Chinese dog with the wrinkle? Yeah, it yeah. looks like a Chinese dog with wrinkle in, with, with warts <laughs> and it's crying. Oh, that's a sad. Big t- it's, it, it, so it, if, you got, if listeners want to look this up themselves, it's S-Q-U-O-N-K, Squonk. Yeah, it's, a, it's been... You know, what, you know what that reminds me of too? Um, 
Do you do you watch much South Park? Yeah. You know how that they've got that sense of humor where it's like a lot of like made up words yeah. and like you know <laughs> like, squonk. Yeah, it's just seems something to me like maybe that. that's what you can say to someone who's crying all the time. Oh, cheer up, squonk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, well, you could emotionally support the person who's crying. Either, <laughs> either way. I remember Carl Barron dabbled in a little bit of like. Imagine if we used this word instead of that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, I think yeah. South Park, and they both had it. South Park and Carl. Oh, thanks for that, Rodney. Um, I'm just looking. What else? Usage in popular media. What? Oh, I'm just reading the other stuff. Oh, oh okay. Because that's right. what we usually do is like go Read right through, through the page. So. Um, some substances are... St- is that still on Squonk? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is still on Squonk. <laughs> I love that when when cornered uh, an escape says impossible or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself into tears. <laughs> so it's just constantly crying. I, I want to say thank you because you've embodied exactly what I wanted out of this segment. <laughs> I want like just a page that's dedicated to. <laughs> Which one? Steely here? Dan did a song about the skunk. Have yeah, you ever seen a skunk's tears? Well, look at mine. Oh, he's trying to out. He's going to out. Genesis. He's trying to out sook the skunk. <laughs> that's awesome. Gen- look up, yeah. look up Yowie. I think that's the Aussie equivalent. Yeah, Yowie's the what are called the. So, um, there's a town, like, not too far out of Brisbane called Kilcoy, and my mum, growing up, spent a little bit of time there, and they've got some, um, yaoi things, like a... Wasn't there a yaoi chocolate going around for a while? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't we... Do remember those, the yaoi chocolates? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I guess America... Yeah, see? Kilcoy. Oh, right. And I've got a gig coming up there. I've never done a gig there before. <laughs> it's almost like a, um... It is, um, it's got human elements to it. Yeah, it's a hairy ape-like creature. I reckon, you know, a lot of these things are like, it's kind of like panther sightings or Bigfoot where it's like grainy footage. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's got that human look. I reckon it was just like... Just a tall dude. It's like someone had a big night and they like wandered into a <laughs> lake and got covered in like um mud and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and people like, it's a yowie. <coughs> oh yeah, got had a few drinks, crashed out in the lake. Need a like <laughs> wake up the next morning or uh, uh, groggy. <laughs> um, yeah. Was any anything else you'd like to tell us about or um, things to check out? Uh, check out the play. crankies definitely. Crankies online. We got a video clip called "Punch the Boss" on YouTube, which Greg Larson directed. Yeah, that was a ripper. And Daniel Walker's in it as well, which was good. It was fun. Fun to shoot that. We just did it in one day, I think. Yeah. I think, we, no, we did it two like, days. Um, like, on, were you big fan of music videos growing up? Like, I, I used to love watching Rage. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, it's like I really had, like, video, because, you know, I only had one one video one video recorder. So, well, like, there'll be one good song yeah. on well, the whole tape. You know, talking before about um sort of, like, pre-internet and stuff, and when the... Um, bands would come from America and guest program. That was a, a really good way of finding out about like new new punk bands and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I always wanted to see. I would love to see the list of what they have. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, no. I I, I want to go on. I've I've requested. Have you? <laughs> Hopefully one day. Well, we, we su- should go on together. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I we submitted the cranky song uh, to Rage, the Punch the Bus video, and they didn't. We got no response. Oh, uh, 
Well, if I get on, I'll put it on. I don't know how they're not going to. Even, I'll send it to him and everything like that. I didn't well, remember, exactly. Um, John Safran put a prank clip on the guy. He just did like put a video on his dog's head or something. On rage. Yeah. And you know he's always doing those like pranks. Yeah. Mine did. I, I filled out the form exactly as they asked and <laughs> nothing. Spewer. They're wasting my taxpayer money. <laughs> yes, bloody defund. Defund yeah. the ABC. Yeah, not having a good run. <laughs> yeah. How about um? Is there any any of your like previous bands we should check out? Any anything floating around? Well, another band I'm still playing called The Escapes. Uh, Rich Soul from The Escapes. We've been playing since in a band together since I was in Planet of the Apes with him. So we've been playing for a while, but we're pretty lazy. <laughs> we uh, I don't think we've ever booked a gig on our own. We've only done gigs you just we're offered. Get requested, yeah. Yeah. We're playing a 40th. But that's nice to get when people want you. So. Yeah. We played up last gig was up in Lincoln Pin up in Gosford. And what's the um what's the sort of sound the sound of that? It's garage punk. Oh, yeah. Garagey. Bit of you're, you're, I remember you saw, you're a fan of the, um, the mummies, is it? Oh yeah. yeah I love be, the mummies. Yeah. When I was when I yeah when I was really young, that big big influence on the cramps, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I love that bit stuff. Of, bit of like psychobilly. Yeah, <laughs> but the mummies were they were I saw them when they came out too. Yeah, but they weren't as wild as they used to be in the old videos because they're a bit bit older. <laughs> None of them were drinking; they're all sober, <laughs> so they weren't being pissed idiots. So they do the whole, they had all the like oh, full dress up as mummies. That's for those don't know the mummies dressed up as mummies as mummified <laughs> humans. I love the like things that do the full commitment. Yeah, you ever see that um, Bob Log? Bob Log. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Bob. That's, yes. that's commitment. <laughs> it's hard because when I was playing in Planet of the Apes, we had eight masks on. Not only is it sweaty as well, yeah, there, and hot, but you look at your bandmates and there's no facial expression except for the eight masks. Because you know humans communicate with, with facial not, not expression. We could see with something, but. All the apes looked angry, so whenever I looked, it's oh fuck, he's pissed off with me. Like, it's and then like, no, no, it's right. <laughs> yes. And then afterwards, you're like, dude, What's your what happened cunt? during yeah. the fourth song? You're angry at me, like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's a mask, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard to play in masks. I don't know how that Slipknot did it because they were all angry. They were like aggressive looking yeah. masks as well. Daft Punk. Well, the the, the the common thing you hear about those bands is um. If they get big enough, then they can just send along apprentices and stuff. <laughs> yeah, does that, was that true? Did Slipknot do that? Or I don't know. <laughs> I think he got John. Speaking of John Safran again, he did a. Well, I mean, half the band's just hitting tubs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you could crazy replace. Um, them. what do you call it? Like, yeah, trash cans and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. okay. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Rodney. All I right. hope you've um. Thanks, Eric. Enjoyed having a yarn. Yeah, it was good. Get, getting to know you and a bit of history. Your first listener to come on. <laughs> um, Rodney let me know the other week that uh, there was a technical stuff up and we accidentally loaded. Yeah, Nick Kappa got uh, double up. Yeah, well, he's that good. You know, everyone wants a bit of Kappa. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, great. Um, any other listeners want to come on? Let me know. But yeah, thanks very much, Rodney. And Jeez, um, thanks. Check check him out. He's a funny comedian and rockin' music. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank Jeez, you. Aaron. Bye. See ya. Coxie's having a yarn because he's got nothing better to do. Coxie's having a yarn and one day he might have one with you.